1: and welcome to the Marseille View. I'm Stefan and tonight I'll be hosting and we've got our final episode of the season in that we are covering the, the last match uh, of the season which was uh, Saturday night's game against Strasbourg and uh, it's quite a cheery podcast hopefully we've got for you today. So um, as you'll know, OM returning to Champions League football so we're going we're gonna to cover that match and break down but all the drama that happens uh, on Saturday night and we've got a full house to do that as well. So we've got Ben's with us. How are you, Ben?
2: (sighs) Elated, relieved, excited, optimistic. Yeah, all of those things, really.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, We've also got Julianne. How are you, Julian?
2: Uh, Hi, everyone.
0: Perfect, perfect. It's been uh, such a thriller, such a historical moment. It was great. And we've got Mo. How are you, Mo?
3: Yeah, like the rest, very, very pleased um, and relieved because uh, it's going to be a really good summer, I think.
1: Well, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and finally, we've also got Kaylee. How are you, Kayleigh?
4: Hey, yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm still buzzing. Um, it was just, just the way it happened and everything was unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, great summer ahead.
1: Yeah, it was one of the sort of rare times where I woke up the next day really excited and like we're just buzzing from the game before. It doesn't happen very often uh, these days, does it? So, yeah. right. But yeah, anyway, we'll break that down now. So if we get time as well, um, at the end of the podcast, we'll also cover a little bit of, about sort of uh, transfers. So we've got um, a certain somebody departing the club. Um, So we'll talk about Babacar Kamara's departure, um, and yeah, if we get any time later on, we might cover some other other rumours as well. Okay, so uh, starting off, so we go into the final game of the season against Strasbourg, and uh, this was, uh, I I mean, I think probably most of us were thinking we were going to finish the season in third place because uh, we were sitting in third behind Monaco. Um and even if you know if Monaco win then we would need to score I think win by five goals, uh to if I'm not mistaken to overtake them and to snatch second place so um it was kind of unexpected not unexpected but it was always going to be a difficult task a lot to ask if, for us to to finish the season in second place going into this last game um but yeah so miracles happen sometimes I guess so uh, just. For hopefully, I mean everyone's listeners watched the game, but yeah, Marseille did win four um, nothing, and even four nothing may not have been enough, but we were helped out by a very fortunate uh, last minute goal from uh, the lance Monaco game, which uh, Ignatius, Ignatius, I think his name is Ganago, uh, uh, equalised for Lance, and um, so that uh, draw meant that we overtake Monaco in the table and we finished in, in second place. And with that second place, that means that we get direct qualification to the, the UEFA Champions League. Um, whereas if we'd finished third place, we would have uh, had to go through two qualifying stages, I believe. Let's face it, no way we are passing through two qualifying stages, <laughs> the Champions League. So there's a lot riding on that, especially financially. Um, So, yeah, all really thrilled. But let's focus on the actual game firstly anyway. Um, So, guys, tell me for nothing was the game as convincing as it sounds because it sounds like we absolutely battled uh, Strasbourg but is that the reality how did it go and I'll <laughs> pick someone just to go first maybe this time I will pick uh Julian you go first There's so many of us I'm going to have
0: Okay right. okay um no the of course the score is uh, in some ways flattering but um we globally controlled the game pretty well. We maybe controlled it uh, a bit too much, like in the um, in the second half. Also, we we started the second half very quite badly. That was maybe the only moment where where uh, Strasbourg was really better than us. And actually, that's a side note, but uh, I think we got we 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 got there because back then there was only uh, one nil for us. And uh, I think we kind of got help by the the fact that um, the Dodgers uh, partied for their 30th birthday and they cracked a lot of, uh, of fumes and the stadium was, uh, you know, we, you couldn't play. And there was a five minutes break, good five minutes. And uh, Strasbourg was better than us during this like five, 10 minutes, like really better than us. They were dangerous and everything. And suddenly, like after that break, uh, we took again control of the ball and we, so in a way, I was a bit pissed off when it happened because I was like, oh, you know, like, you know, we we might have some problems with that. But in the end, it sounded like uh, our supporters helped us on that one cause because there, there really was a a before and after moment in, 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 in that half. And yeah, apart from that, globally, a good game. I, I'm sure I let the next one people talk also about the end of the game and the thriller and all that. But yeah, a controlled game, decent, more than decent
2: performance. Okay, who wants to jump in next? <laughs> happy, happy to. I guess. you go, Ben. <laughs> I, I'll go. Yeah, I, I let Julian go first. <laughs> Usually I, I get in there first, but um, there's just so much shunpaku, you know, the emotional roller coaster. But no, from performance-wise, look, I mean, um, we, we Milik started, so Zhang was was out of the squad, so. We, we saw how much, you know, last week we 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 played without the striker away to Ren, and we saw the the impact of that and the difficulty that play that our players had to create when there's no target man up front and how they struggled to combine. But I think every form everything, you know, the recipe was there for us to 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 have the perfect send off at home for the last game of the season. You know, the new shirt, even though it's it's just a temporary one, it, it looked quite nice. Sort of makes you question why we played with that god awful Puma shirt third third shirt for for most of the season. But there you go. Um, you know, Milik was back starting, Gerson was on fire. You know, I think I think the message would have been don't, you know, forget the other game. We've just got to win. We we have to do our part, which is win and try and score as many as possible, but just win. Um it started off a bit cagey, yeah, Julian says, but we were on the front front. Um Milik didn't really have his shooting boots on, but I thought he I feel I thought he played fairly well in the link up. I mean he almost set up Arrit. Um there was a ball, like a stray ball came into the box. Um, he wasn't offside, he managed to control it and bring it down and pass it to Arit instead of going for the shot. Arit hit the post, and then from there on, it was, you know, the rest of the first half was all Marseille really. Jacsen got a really good solo goal. Um, second half Milik again. He, he moves out of the way very intelligently for that free ball, lets it flow through to to, to Chenggizunda, who who scores the second. And and from that point on, I mean, we were at the bar, there were like what 25 of us in, in London Bridge. And at that point, I think me, Callum. Uh, will Wilfred and a few of the others we, i we just i just stopped I was like, right, the writing's on the wall here. be very surprised if we don't win and we all went inside to watch the last game um so we were really heavily invested in that game for the, for for a minute twenty onwards, and Marseille was on the t v next to the last game, so caught the two the two goals at the end um, <laughs> look Marseille did the job we put in a performance as you says the the atmosphere was there, but we you know we were we were heavily Hoping and reliant that, that that Lance would put it out the bag and and they did and um you know to to to, to shout out to uh, to Fio who suggested it as the title but probably a bit too cheesy we've got gonna go to Champions League and straight to the group stage and thank you Lance for taking the game seriously just just to credit them you know they had no, nothing left to play for because they couldn't they couldn't move up a spot in the table even with a draw but they sent the keeper up for the last free kick and they really really went for it they didn't want to lose their final home game. In front of their fans after having another good season, and, and fair play to them for for helping us out.
1: How can you call that title cheesy? You suggested a Robbie Williams album title for. The, the, <laughs> is it a Robbie like Williams think, one?
2: Isn't it?
1: Yes, I had I googled it. It is yes. Not that no I. am way. Not fan, obviously.
2: <laughs> oh, no way. Life through a lens. I didn't realise. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, who's next? Uh, Keely. What have you any reflections on that game for you? How did you see
4: the performance? I, I just think it was one of them games where the performance didn't really matter. It was it was kind of cagey, wasn't it? Even at the start of the second half, but um, I can't remember. I, I felt like there was they. I think they made subs before the goal. I think that was when there was a change. They took Gamiro off. Um, is it, is it Aulu and the midfielder? Uh, is it Pritchett or Chick? I'm not sure. Like it kind of felt like a change then and then it was just pure momentum of everything. The crowd um, just I actually thought that I didn't think that um, Lons were going to pull an equaliser back. I thought there was more likely a chance that we were going to get a fifth. And then obviously there was that big shout for a pen. Uh, and I thought that was like that was going to be how it was. But it just felt inevitable. You know, it just it was just one of those games and I think I think Jason was pretty excellent to be honest with you I think Under was back to his best and um, yeah I just yeah praise for everyone really
0: Absolutely. and you uh, yeah sorry
1: and more so what about you have you got any thoughts you want to share before we move on about, about the game
3: Um yeah so I mean I was maybe a bit disappointed by Strasbourg obviously it doesn't matter now uh but I really thought they were going to give uh, a very, very tough game. I think the first half was quite cagey and um not too dissimilar to what we've seen in the Vellodrum recently. Um but just I don't know, they've they've only still lost before before Saturday, one league game since January, and even that was just a random defeat to Bordeaux. Um and obviously with something still left to play for and um uh, Julien Stefan um last week, you know, the huddle that they had uh, before their game, um, I just expected a lot more, and I think after we got the first one in, it really was plain sailing for us. Um, I'm very, very pleased because the second half and towards towards obviously the the last quarter of the game where you know you've, you've struck three goals, you're really turning the screw, and to be honest, we should have had a yeah, fifth. And personally, I, I I would have rather we won five more than rely on Lance but um, yeah, and it just goes to show that we can turn it, turn it on when we want to, right? So I think we saw sort of that attacking, you know, uh, gung ho sort of football uh, in August, September. We saw it in the pre-season friendlies, we saw it against Angers, um in, in, in February, um, and it's really good to watch. Obviously, it comes with a you know a bit of jeopardy and it comes with defensive risk, but you know when when everyone's in sync, it's really 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 nice to watch um so pretty pleased with with the result i thought jason again was was brilliant i thought there were some interesting things by milik as well um in the second in the second half so good to see um and i'm just glad that we obviously have something to show for it for for the season as well
1: yeah yeah of course um i've got a question for you then more um, i'll start with you this time do you think that um the team is uh I'm to phrase this correctly. And um, do you think that like a match like this um, shows that the t- uh, the the right direction for the team was to to um, play without Payet and that we arguably could be better without him? Or is that you know, just getting <laughs> carried away? What do you think? Yeah, Cause I, I, it, I, did you know? Because I didn't notice he wasn't playing. To be honest,
3: <laughs> I didn't notice, but Payet has those moments of magic. He's able to unlock games, whereas I think without him you're just sort of piling on the pressure and hoping something breaks. And I thought really Strasbourg were defensively a bit suspect um, for for those three goals, right? It didn't come from, um, I wouldn't say it didn't come from world work chances, but, you know, Pye has that star quality, that special um, pass. um, And it's always, I think it's always of value to have him in the team than not having him in the team. Um, But it's good to show for options, right? We don't want, we don't want to be in a situation next season in the same way we were with Kamara this year and last year, where we have a much higher win percentage with them than without. We need in in this team uh, different options, different, um, you know, plan B's and plan C's um, because we can't keep playing the same 11 or, or overusing the same players. And that's essentially what was our downfall, right, towards the end of the year. Um, so, no, it was it was good and it, and it was, you know, great. It did have that sort of end of season, uh, last game chaos um where I don't think we would have seen that sort of result early on in the season. Um but no it was it was all pretty good and I'm glad that they, they have shown that they're able to play that way as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, um well, I'll pick another one for you Uh I'll go with you, Ben. What about um yeah just the like set up the, I guess we were missing um we we're missing Saliba, weren't we, from this game? So I don't know. Did you? I, I guess I kind of had some anxieties about how the defence would look, particularly with Chileta Saar being back in after he'd been missing, I think the previous game because he's been he's been in such poor form recently. But do you think like defensively we were we weren't really we weren't really exposed at any point in this game? Wouldn't wouldn't you say so?
2: Yeah, great. Um, no, Ch- Chet had sort Saar of played last week and he was one of the the. the poor performance against Rennes, but then again the whole the whole team was sadly but um yeah I guess it, it, I think as Mo said I mean um you know we it, 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 we I was expecting and I'm sure a lot of people were expecting a, a much tougher game from, from Strasbourg. Um especially Julien Stefan was bigging it up all week saying yeah we, we we're going there to win we want fifth place or fourth place or whatever. Um it was really sort of you know bombing his chest in the press and um, you sort of got the impression, similar to Lance, you're thinking, yeah, they're not going to make it easy for us because they've got something to play for. Um, but they didn't, you know, they didn't really give it a go. Uh, they, they had a couple of chances early on, but as soon as we scored the first goal, they sort of crumbled mentally, really. Um, and, and Stephon said after the game, he was like, Let, yeah, um, a few of the players were, 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 were sort of under, under the pressure and under the cosh by the, the, the fans and, and the atmosphere. And you know the relentless pressure, pressure and attacks of, of Marseille, and he he says, look, we we were a bit taken by surprise, and um, the minute the stadium started backing the team, um, some of the players couldn't cope with it, and we just crumbled. And um, credit to credit to Marseille, he he said. So I have to agree that yeah, it's we weren't we weren't exposed partially down to to well mainly down to to the, the, how poor Strasbourg were, and they stopped you know they stopped fe- effectively attacking us after they conceded. But um, I think rongier was was brilliant as usual, and th- there was a lot of no nonsense in defence. I mean, um, the minute that there was a sniff, we, uh, you know, instead of, of, of we've been guilty sometimes of trying to overplay it by by passing it out from the back, but uh, very early on there was there was a no nonsense approach, which was I think Cherted hoofed it away, and Luan Perez hoofed it away quite a few times. Um, clearly, you know, it was zero risks, and, and let's not expose ourselves.
1: Okay, Uh, Kelly, I've got one for you. Um, Did you? Why do you think that um, we approached this game with the right mental attitude um, compared to the previous week against Ren, where we appeared to completely bottle it? What was the difference?
4: Uh, Well, obviously, uh, uh, to be honest, I I don't know. It had to be, didn't it? If if that had been a similar performance that it was against Wren, the stadium (laughs) wouldn't have been a nice place, realistically um and I don't know perhaps just collectively they responded well um it, it just had to be didn't it? it it couldn't have been like the previous but I think it's as simple as, as that really
1: right uh one more question and then we'll move on to do some tops and flops and stuff um okay so I'll go Usually, you Julian uh, yep. did you think that we were going to score a fifth goal
0: Ah, a <laughs> that's a that's a good one i uh, know well there's been this debate about um to, to be fair I, I haven't seen myself in details the the situation after it happened but like there's been this debate that um the var would have actually uh went for the penalty like called a penalty but they didn't because uh apparently the pitch was uh you know invaded not really invaded but at least the 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 bench players and the staff run off on on the pitch when after they heard about the the launch game result so it really didn't have a have a, you know an importance and then uh, quite a bunch of people from marseille like a lot of even journalists and people were like oh yeah this is again a proof uh, uh that there is something you know they at least kind of saying that there is it's a sign that there is something against us and etc and i don't know i'm I would, you know, you would have to see, like, how exactly second by second, uh, exactly the the events deployed to be able to to say something. But without looking too much at it, I don't know, like, I guess there was a penalty and I guess they would have called for it. So I don't really I think it's been a bit of uh, useless, like a bit of useless, uh, you know, whining about it globally from from our, our part, I think.
1: Yeah, but I would say that um, this game, or at least the aftermath of this game, is one which I can remember where we didn't really whine about much. We were all all quite happy. Oh come on, we always whine about something. (laughs) I don't. I didn't remember seeing anyone whining about anything. um, At least not until the next day. But we'll come on to that later. Um, But no, just um, it seemed like on the rare occasions where we were actually celebrating, you know, um, we don't get that many great moments.
0: Yeah, yeah, Indeed. no, but it would have been interested to see who would have taken it. Uh, and and uh, also there was some discussion, like, was it really enough five goals? Because, uh, uh, you, you know, let's say if Monaco would have won, because I heard also someone who said actually we would have needed six. But I'm not sure. That's if that. what I thought, actually, as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. Pretty... Uh, and I didn't I guess... really
3: follow that, but I, I went yeah, with yeah. everyone saying five would have been enough. but
0: Yeah, but apparently, like, my cousin phoned me, like, right after the... At the very, at the very moment. And I was like, Oh, what's the situation? Cause, you know, I watch things on stream and sometimes the streams don't work. And, uh, it was like, Oh, we got the goal. Uh, we, we there, uh, uh, did the uh, lance, it's over at lance and et cetera. And, um, and my cousin was like, Yeah, yeah. And everybody is like all hyped about this fifth goal, but apparently we would have needed a sixth. So yeah, but you know, anyway, it would have been, if he would have been a decider, it would have been interesting to see who, who would have taken it and imagine the pressure that would have been like. Absolutely gigantic. Mm, but um, okay. yeah, you know, just what if scenario, really?
1: I think you may be right. I'm not sure because I think, like, the if because you've got if, if Monaco win, you've got to factor in that they've obviously at least won by one goal, isn't it? So you've got to count that. Yeah, mm. I,
0: think, I'm sure it, that I, I think i think it's again. as simple as that, actually. Because <laughs> now no, we are on equal did... terms, because now we are on, 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 on equal uh, difference, and obviously they didn't want the game. So I guess, yeah. Oh yeah, wasn't, but we would have to Was it not a
4: crowd, sorry, was it not a crowd thing Were, were the people not um like gesturing for one? I, I don't know if I've just imagined that, but I don't know if maybe something's gone mixed up in the crowd, maybe.
0: Could be uh, I
2: <laughs> we we would have to make uh, a bit
0: of a of a yeah. digging on on the on the situation, yeah.
2: I mean, for having been there recently um, you know, every and and seeing the images of everybody Drinking from 3pm onwards, I don't think anybody was any state to count. Exactly, who
0: exactly. Um, we were not so, into math.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the, the confusion in the crowd would not have surprised me, really. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's one of those that we didn't need it in the end. Um, if it had gone to, to equal goal difference, I think we'd have taken second place just based on our head-to-head record against Monaco. And the fact we scored, we beat them 2-0 and they beat us only 1-0. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, thank God it didn't come down to that because LFP would probably have made up some rule just for Marseille to, to deny second place.
0: <laughs> oh, come on there.
1: <laughs> right, OK. Uh, that's well, what I'm thinking
0: about. That's yeah, that is what you're talking about, exactly,
1: Julian. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, no, so... Shall, true. <laughs> shall we move on and do some uh, tops and flops? Then, who wants to go first? Uh, just pick one top and one flop, because I think otherwise we'll be here all, all day. Um... Who wants to go first? Uh, Mo, do you want to go first?
3: Sure. Uh, like I said earlier on, I think Jesson was quite, uh, quite good. Really, really good in midfield. Quite, uh, you know, the, the goal was taken really, really well as well. Um, in terms of flops, do you know what? I don't think I can name anybody. I think I would just go with Kamara for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah,
1: prick. <laughs> Ben, what
2: were you? Um, I mean, Jason, Yeah, there's there's no real contest. Um, uh, no, nah, I don't think there were any flops. Maybe uh, maybe Modonda. Uh, no, no, even he he was all right. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was a, a flop really. There were some that were not as good as others, but everybody played still played fairly well.
1: Okay, um, oh, maybe I'll go um, next. I'll just say, obviously, we we're all going to say Gerson, he was exceptional. Um, but just to be different, I'll say a player that's worth giving a shout out was uh, a I thought he had a very very solid game. Um, yeah, so just I mean his form has just been really solid throughout the last couple of months, hasn't it? But um, I think he was a particularly good. Uh, on Saturday night as well, um, he's just really like imposing himself as a like uh, s- essential like component of the of the of the, of the side. When, yeah, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but he just seem even though like his position is not like um, the he's not a uh, I guess he, he was he's got a kind of like hybrid role. He wasn't he doesn't have like a he's got a position that's kind of a funny one, you know that it's like he's been slotted into it because. Maybe we didn't have anyone else who's sort of playing up to the level in that in, in, in that area of the pitch and he's just someone that's kind of been brought in and he's done a job and he's done it really well, but he's actually kind of making it his own now. He's actually excelling in in that role. So yeah, kinda shout out to him, I think. And um the secondly, uh, for the flop, I think I'll just pick I don't have anyone, they're, right. they're all good, they were all decent, weren't they? Uh, just because I've decided I don't like him anymore. But he wasn't even that bad, was he? He had a decent game. No, he wasn't, yeah. Yeah, sorry, but um, <laughs> uh, who's next? Uh,
2: Carey?
4: yeah, like everybody else, really. It's got to be Jason. Um. I enjoyed uh, Under's performance as well. I thought it was more like his usual self, but um, in terms of flop, I'll say, I'll just say DCC based on the fact that um, he took an early yellow, really. And yeah, I think everyone was, was good, um, collective all around, really.
1: No worries, uh, and uh, Julien, if you get any, f- yeah, well, to, to, you to, to say
0: to... someone else, then then Jerson was was the o- obvious top. Um, I would say oh, No Flop, of course, for me, and um, I will say bubakar Kamara, who, as always, uh, had a like very good performance. Uh, and uh, under you know for his last one, uh, with us, like a uh, very solid, nothing, nothing to complain about. So. As this was his last game with us, so I, I'm gonna give it to him. Controversial. <laughs> you know, it's just to help you uh, introduce the next subject.
1: I think you just are you just on tonight to like throw you, you us all. I feel like fight. you are, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, to pick
0: a fight. <laughs> no, least. why? I, well, I, well, no, People, I, I like, disagree. For,
1: for those listening, they don't know he's he's already been dropping hints that he was going here and going this way and the the um um like the group that we have to arrange the episode so yeah clearly you've got an agenda tonight you know? <laughs> yeah
0: yeah the greed agenda
1: yeah okay um i guess just like um based on what we all those players that we kind of talked about i mean we've all sort of said about gerson like um do you think that he is like uh, about to kind of take over as the main man of the team now then you, like his form has been pretty good recently and he's kind of, um, like, he's, he's shown his quality, hasn't he, in certain moments in certain big games. Do you think he's the guy that can take us to the next level, particularly with Pyatt getting older and potentially dropping off? There's a question for anyone if he was brave enough to answer um, that.
4: Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I've been pretty critical of, sorry, critical of him for a large portion of the season, Um, but I think recently, I don't know whether it's taken on from Paye, but um he's he's came on leaps and bounds hasn't he and he's become quite important um sorry yeah um and goal contributions as well have been key
2: i just i just don't know if if I've seen enough um i mean I, I've been happy as a whole the team. You know, yes, Arita's come, come big sometimes. Unders come big sometimes. Uh, Milik's stepped up. Jerson comes big, quite the most regularly out of all of those guys. But, it, I, I, you know, it's always been the case that I'd, I'd much rather the transition from Payet. It's not like the goalkeeper. I, it, I think it, I felt like it always needs to be a collective one and a game plan one. Um, so, yeah, you're going to need to, to replace his contribution statistics but i think that the the way we play and and depending on the opponent it's useful now arit is he consistent enough is he going to is he champions league level that's the question mark is he's a good squad player yes um Schalke coming back up in the Bundesliga, they not want to maybe going to try and hold on to him if they sell him they're going to you know, if their other teams interested and it's 10 12 million i i'd be i'd be a bit pissed off if we paid that much for for a bit part Fringe player that that no guarantees is going to be consistent next year. Um, maybe you know he could come with delusions of grandeur and expect more game time, and actually we signed someone else who's who's the starter, and he he start, he just relocated to the bench position, and that's an expensive substitute. I mean, if you want someone in the same profile for free, Farid Boulayad that we've re- we've already been linked with is is leaving Mets on a free. Uh, I don't think he's signed anywhere else yet. And and if it comes down to getting him on the free as a squad player to play that Arit role or, or spending 10 to a million on Arit, I'd, I'd go Bulaya all day long. Because if his role is going to be, you know, start a few games here and then and, and have a good level and, and be good technically and be able to create, I think he's, he's capable of fulfilling that role for cheaper.
1: We can, we can come back to that um, with transfers later, but about Boulaya and stuff. Um, but yeah we'll maybe move on and we'll do our takeaways first anyway um so yeah let's just uh if we go around and if everyone just want to pick sort of one takeaway from from the the result of the game sorry on saturday night uh who wants to go first ben do you want to go first
2: yeah just briefly i guess uh, look the takeaway is we, we we've met the objective the objective was top three top two ideally um if you look at overall the season we spent 20 game days in 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 the top three um so out of all of the teams you could argue we deserved it more and just for our consistency and really happy relieved that we got second place you know and the way it happened and i think the takeaway is just that it, it was a full house and the fans have been have been filling the dorm all the season i don't remember a single game where it was probably less than 50,000 people at the stadium um this they're clearly behind the squads they, there's a lot of players that have, that, have uh, that we've signed that are now fan favorites like Gendouzi uh under for some people Jerson. um so I think the takeaway is that for the first time in a long time we've ended the season on a real high it's a shame we didn't make the the conference league final but we've ended on a high there's a there's a, there's a, there's a true sort of communion between the fans and, and the players and um, the way it happened, I think, is just, you know, everybody had a great night and it was great celebration on Saturday. And I think that's the main takeaway is that, um, you know, to see Longoria go down on the pitch and celebrate with the players and Sampoli and even McCourt, you know, had flashbacks to, to Louis Dreyfus when, when we won that Inter-Toto Cup, which was meaningless, right? We didn't win a trophy on Saturday, but it felt like just relief and, and an ecstasy that we've met the objective and that, um, you know, we have a solid project. We have someone who has a sporting strategy. We have a coach that, despite all of his, his shortcomings, has um, you know he's met the objectives and and, and there are good things. There's, it's not all bad. So yeah, I think that the, the main takeaway is that it was it was the perfect ending to to a successful season and happy to see that you know for the first time in a long time there don't seem to be any politics. The whole the whole sort of management team is is united.
1: Okay. Uh, who wants to go next, Julian?
2: Uh, yeah. Just to say a little thing.
0: Um. Um. Thank you, Lance. And uh, definitely one of our like uh, best, you know, like best friends in the in the league. Like one of the one of these teams where we are we've been like usually quite good, you know, friends with, and you know thanks for them like uh, i i think it was ben who already said it like f- t- fair play to them but that's a proper football team you know when you you have nothing anymore to play for and you 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 put your your keeper uh, out of the goal for the on the last corner just because you don't want to lose at home that's uh, in front of uh, in front of your uh, great crowd you know that's that's a proper football team so fair play to to them
1: I think that's a good point to make, I think like o m fans will we can be quite guilty of not really paying any respect to some of the other um you know bigger sort of well supported clubs in the division and um like yeah, respect to us because they're a, they you know they play football and they're a team that always kinda you know give it a go don't they, so you've gotta kinda take your hat off to them for that so, and they're yeah.
0: one of these like few quite in the end quite a few cities in France that breathe football through and through you know exactly like, yeah it's yeah. uh you know it's us it's uh, saint etienne it's Lens, a few others in in bretagne and that's about it and sorry if i forget anyone but you know like so yeah yeah
1: okay uh kelly what were you what takeaway have you got from the game
4: i think ultimately the objective of, uh, we've got a second we're in the group stages of the champions league we don't have to mess about with qualifications um we can as in a strange sense as well, the future of camera is resolved. We don't have that hanging over work, contractings. I mean, there's there's newer things that'll come. Maybe the the future of Saliba will we pay the apparent 30 million that Arsenal are after, or will we get him on loan again? He obviously wants to be here. So there there are other questions and obviously there is the paye question, his age, um we can't have him as the main um, creative influence. Um, we do have to buy wisely, but um, just in terms of the game itself, I mean, for us this season, there's been t- times where you would have just thought, ah, we won't do this, or I don't know. It felt like um, yeah, like um, we didn't like we would normally get the favour off another side. Would it normally go in our favour? Usually, it feels more pessimistic than that, and it would go against us. So, I don't know, something more, something wider, you know. <laughs> not, I'm not talking about spirituality or anything like that, but um, yeah, I don't know, just a bit of luck, I think, which sometimes we've lacked, you know. Um, and the, obviously the unity, um, is they've all see it, but encapsulated. It. I don't know if you all seen the um elderly lady, on the on the um. The banner of Tappy.
2: Yeah, um, Colette, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. We met, Colette, her. Yeah. We, we met her when we when we went down. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. I oh I,
0: I yeah. when I when I went to see the game, I was at the Dodgers. Yes. Yeah. And I almost wanted to come and greet her and there, but I didn't dare. I was a bit shy. But uh, yeah, she's a legend. But I didn't want to, yeah. you know, just, I didn't want to just be like, you know. But um, yeah, she's a legend. Absolute legend. Yeah. So
4: yeah, yeah. I just think. Um, that encapsulates everybody is together. Look at Guendouzi picking up um, Sam Paoli. And I think um, the previous mentioned um, McCord even showed his face with... And it felt like something had s- something to him, actually, as well, um, with crowd in terms of crowd engagement and not these kind of throwaway statements of um, like OM oh, project and Champions project and all that kind of stuff. It just felt a bit more real, even on that level, you know, a bit more solid. Um, Even when you know. he's
1: saying OM is back
4: <laughs> I, Well, I mean, yeah, true, true But it's not as bad as um, Champions Project no. when you've obviously got Juggernaut in the league, it just felt A bit more, I don't know Realistic, seeing we're back Oh, yeah <laughs> Well,
2: know. That's that's <laughs> down to him so, Guys, that's down to him, if he says that's that it, yeah. Put your money where your mouth is Come on, mate Ex- Exactly Yeah, and, yeah.
0: At uh, the yeah. end of the sentence where we're back getting, getting thrashed in the Champions League groups. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mo, uh, do you want to finish off this segment, Mo? Um, what, what's your takeaway from...
3: No, no, nothing nothing really sad. Everyone's said um, really good pieces. Um, I think I would agree with, like, McCourt. Something just clicked, I think, um, on Saturday night. I think it was always good to see um like everyone enjoying themselves the relief the ecstasy uh but with McCourt as well like he he was on the pitch he was really enjoying it and even i think if you saw the rmc report yesterday um that after sort of an official dinner with everyone and while other sort of more junior members of the uh, sort of the staff went on to like an, an english pub afterwards he was like well i'll join you i'll join you i'm gonna get absolutely wasted as well um, and I just think things like that is really good that he 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 knows more and more sort of the importance of of, of these objectives of these goals of of having the supporters on side and what it takes to, to sort of build a successful uh, team that meets his objectives because it would have been a very difficult summer because you know a good chunk of the team their futures are not really you know c- cemented um Having to be not unsure and probably um, in the way that the Champions League qualifiers are going, um, unlikely to go into the group stage. Um, and therefore, you don't really know what your budget is. And I think the the confusion would have probably stayed until what, mid August, end of August, and you'd only have one or two weeks to try and get your players in. Um, and I think in any case, it's going to be sort of quite difficult trying to win it because of the World Cup. That's an awkward time. All of that is you know, that's been avoided by a very, very serious performance. Um so yeah, it should be a a good calm summer, I hope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think um he does uh the well the owner, I think sometimes like he benefits, you know, like his his uh, image benefits with sort of being there at the right in the right moments and like um I do think that sometimes we as fans like when things are going well and we see him and he says things like that, like we can get a bit giddy and sort of like sucked into it. But I mean, it's, it's not I don't want to criticise him because to, to be honest, like I actually think he's been a pretty good owner for the most part. Um, I think that it's just unfortunate he, like he doesn't have, you know, like a sort of bottomless pit of money that he can just like throw at the club all the time like um, some other clubs have. and I guess maybe... Like we wish he did have, even though he has spent a lot of money. Um. So yeah. So I think sometimes it's sort of we're a bit ungrateful for what we've got. He's actually been an alright owner. Um. I would just say like my takeaway is, which is going to sound really negative, but it's all I could think of. Um. It was other than what you guys have already said, it's just that I just don't know. And this is more of a reflection of the whole season. But I guess. Going into this final game of the season, you know, we've got a few key players, a couple of key players missing, and like I never know what to expect. Like I never know what is our best eleven, what is our best lineup, our best system. I never know what I'm going to get, you know, and like what we got, even without Saliba and Payet, um, was a pretty like convincing victory against uh, Strasbourg. So yeah, it just it sort of left me feeling a bit unsure about how we sh you know, like what the ideal line up and system is for us. Um so but I guess um over the summer the squad is probably going to change significantly again anyway. So we could be going through another sort of period of kind of learning and adapting again anyway next season it might look like a different side again. Um okay, uh shall we um Oh, actually, just one final question, Well, maybe you can answer this quickly. How much money do we get for the direct qualification? Do you know?
3: Um, I think it's €16 million euros just to qualify, um, as in terms of, like, sort of prize money, um, and then €3 million euros per win, €1 million per draw, um, and then there's TV money. Um, so, obviously, if Monaco don't qualify... Um, then it just becomes a 60-40 split between PSG and Marseille for uh, all of the French TV broadcasts. And I think the French TV broadcast is quite expensive. I think second only to BT Sport and what the English clubs get, which are normally um, divided four ways. So in the end, I think you could be looking at between 40 to 60 million for the group stage.
1: Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't know that about the 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 split actually, so that kind of sort of leaves you a, a little bit conflicted about whether or not you want Monaco to go out so we can get more money or you think about the long term and like French clubs doing good of course in Europe.
2: you just want them to
1: go out <laughs> <But> long <laughs> term like French clubs doing getting into the group stages and doing well it increases the likelihood of getting more clubs and and you know qualification spots doesn't it so yeah anyway that's that's I guess that's a conversation for a, another day um so right that's the season we finished at second place we will do a bit more of a deep dive into the season in the next episode so we'll have a like end of year season review TMV awards um at some point in the next couple of weeks um but um yeah but we're going to wrap the, up there for, for the game in and, and the gun And let's just sort of focus on the other main uh, topic tonight. So uh, there was the news announced uh, the following morning after after the game, which was that uh, Bubakar Kamara um, was uh, not going to renew his contract at Marseille. So he confirmed that he was leaving, definitely. Um, and then we uh, shortly after that learned that he had uh, signed a contract with Aston Villa. So he signed a five-year deal with Aston Villa. I think most of us thought he was going to Atletico Madrid. Um, but no, this one kind of came as a bit of a surprise. Um, and the reaction has been pretty strong, I think, um from a lot of OM fans online So he's, he's received quite a bit of criticism For that move um, Some people like Julianne might think That's unjustified Some others on this will probably say it is, uh it's uh, rather uh, fit, uh, appropriate But yeah so it was a bit of a shock move um, I guess I don't want to like I know we've talked about we we've really followed his contract situation over the last sort of year and a half on the podcast, and I guess it's not really a surprise that he um, was leaving us. I think some of us had a little bit of hope that maybe, especially especially with Champions League qualification, we might just be able to sneak in a late deal. It does happen sometimes, um, especially in the absence of any you know announcement of a you know a new club. Um, But it didn't happen. Um, What are your thoughts, though, on the departure? Firstly, uh, before we look at, you know, the 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 decision that he's he goes. Who wants to go first? I think
3: he's. I think it's a disgrace to be honest. (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's a bit too harsh because I really do like him. (laughs) Um, Starting strong, yes. No, but it's (laughs) it is no, but seriously, I think also. You have to look at the context. I think if he was going to go to Atletico Madrid or Manchester United, fair enough. That's the feeling that everyone feels. Fair enough. This is a future captain um, who's making a conscious decision for his um, the club that he grew up in, um, the club that formed him, to, to not get a transfer fee. And it's fair enough to say, Do you know what, I don't want to jeopardise my move. Uh, we couldn't sort something out last year so i will go to real madrid or i'll go to wherever and that's and that's fair enough right i don't think you could and i think if you've just seen in the last hour where um the communication director of om Jacques cardo's he said um that basically his agent told him on christmas day that yeah okay well camaro if he does leave won't be leaving for a penny so i just i don't see the logic and this is no disrespect to villa as well right um, because I think the Premier League is obviously just a mini Super League in its, you know, on its own. That um, he may have been pissed with OM trying to flog him to all and sundry last year to Birmingham, obviously for Wolves, uh, to Wolverhampton for 15 million pounds or whatever, and was really pissed that you know they were flogging him so quickly, only to move to Birmingham 12 months later for free.
1: Wolves were Wills would be better anyway. At least they've got all these like cool Portuguese players and stuff. Like, <laughs> I the I
3: just, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I I just don't see it really. I and I'm very disappointed that he's gone out that way, sort of through the back door, um, without uh, like a formal. Is his last game without a formal? You know, you know. If you look at DiBala, for example, I don't honestly Camaro. I wouldn't put him on the same sort of technical level um Dybala might end up going to Juve's rivals inter right but if you saw obviously what he had the, the farewell that he had he's leaving on a free and the appreciation that he got I think is you know we don't have young players coming out of the woodwork every every season and it would have been nice for uh, you know the chapter to end well for all parties right and I think there's a I don't know it's, it's not a good feeling
1: I think the um balance situation is a bit different. I think Inter, um, so Juventus, are the ones that decided to pull back from that deal. So maybe that's why they're a bit more, um, you know, they've, they've been a bit more kind of sort of nice to him and throughout his departure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with everything you just said. They're more, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait though. I'll, I'll see my my um two cents after some more of you have a go. Uh, Julian I'm going to ask you to come in because I know you've got a different view on this
0: yeah well <clears throat> how could I put it um yeah I got I got a bit of a different view or maybe I, I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate or or just to to bring a bit of nuances in the whole in the whole thing um first thing off and 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 Mo uh, uh explained it quite well in a way it's like no, everybody is like, yeah, it's a disgrace. He's going to Villa for uh, for free, uh, but it would have, uh, everyone would have thought it almost normal that he would have signed for Wolves for 50 millions uh, in the middle of the season, and maybe we would not have uh, reached uh, Champions League without him. And the club forced him to to do that. So apparently after that he said some things, and then he didn't keep his word. Okay, but it's football world, you know. No one is keeping keeping that their word anyway. So it's it's also a bit that it's just that like everybody is like oh my god you know like what a traitor and etc going to villa and and yeah and then like if you would have done that for uh for um 30 millions uh this summer if you would have signed again or 15 last winter every everyone would have thought oh yeah thanks booba well done that's first point maybe second point is also this sort of and that that's more linked to the whole kind of like Mm, how would I put it a bit unhealthy or like more than a bit like totally unhealthy um, situation nowadays that people have in mind linked to the finances of clubs who think that uh, players owe something to their clubs in, in matters of transfers while not getting them something and then everyone talks about the Nasri uh, you know how Samir signed a short he was back in 2008 I think signed a short-term uh, contract and uh and so that you know the, the club could get something. Yeah, it, it, it's great. First thing is like the world situation is totally different than 15 years ago. Um, with that signing, uh, Bubakar probably puts his himself, his partner, and his family, uh, you know, like comfortably out of, uh, of out of trouble financially for the rest of their lives and given the, the the given the world context right now you can't blame him totally for that because we never know when the shit gonna really hits the fan uh you know it's something we have to keep in mind we're all happy and whole and about football but the real in the real world there is a lot of uh, warning signs and you know people are like yeah yeah Nasri did Nasri that the world was a whole different world 15 years ago so i think it's it's unfair to compare that's that's my point and and maybe finally Mm, I think a player doesn't, uh, own their teams by, by, by transfer money. A, a, a player like, um, how do you say, uh, sorry if I miss the terms in English, but like basically, uh, uh, the club gets the money back by, a, with a, a player playing games for, for the club and, uh, f- helping to fill objectives. And, you know, like that's, that's also how you spend the money. Like uh, sorry, that's that's also how you how you get back into your your money. Like the transfer is a sort of bonus in a way or something. And uh, you know, like like uh, I don't know. I, I'm 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 not a big fan of this uh, of 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 this pressure that are put on players not to go to the end of, of of their contract. While I and that's something I said also on the group. Like um, we. Anywhere else in the in the business world or anywhere else, going to the end of your contract is the right thing to do. But apparently in football, it's not. And I don't know. I I, to me, that's more linked to the fact that the whole uh, economy of football is way unhealthy. And you know, I I think we should look at it through the other uh, to to the other uh, side of the of the thing. Of course, uh, in the end, you know, on a on a purely uh, football choice, yeah, like. Uh, of course, if you know, it looks like a, a, a lack of um, of um, ambition in a way to to go to Villa and not to go to Atletico Madrid or even to stay with us. But to stay with us and play again in the Champions League, let's be honest, guys. I really hope we're gonna perform, and that's gonna be a discussion for the next podcast this summer. But we're gonna be tier four in the Champions League, and let's be honest, most likely we're gonna fin- we're gonna finish fourth in the group and third if we're lucky. And second would be an extraordinary performance. Let's not forget about that. Buba was already one year with us uh, in the Champions League, and we were awful, so he has you know it's been like being there seen that yeah, I think that's all was I hope I was not too you know like um, blurry like i hope I hope my point was kind of clear but i I talked about a few different points so
2: i mean the, the your, your argumentaries it makes sense and um <laughs> No, what I mean, I, I've always said anyway that I think, you know, it's the classic OM syndrome and we tend to, I know everybody club is, every club is like, oh, one of our own when you get a kid from the academy. And so I think it's obviously massively exacerbated in Marseille because we get so few of them. and That's true. And, and, and there's this whole narrative that has always been about Camara, oh, when he was a kid, he was in the stands with his dad and his dad's mm. a fan and uh and at the end of the day, it, it just comes to a point where that's meaningless. you know. Um, we've seen it happen at other clubs with, with players that, that come from their academy and stuff. You know? And in Marseille, there's a tendency to yeah, to blow everything out of proportion. And, and I've always said, firstly, that I think we're blowing his, his potential out of proportion. He's a good player. Will he kick on? There's no guarantee of that. Um, you know, he could have gone atletico and for, or, or wherever big club, and for whatever reason it didn't work out. He finds himself benched, and inevitably the rumours of a return to Marseille and six months on loan come out, which tends to happen with every ex-player of ours. <sighs> Look, I mean, I'm 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 disappointed more that he left on a free, and that he he made that conscious decision, and that he's hiding behind. All oh, the club tried to flog me to wherever, mate. The club. Looking at their own interest, they want to get some money for you. Obviously, they're going to accept any offer for you. If you turn them down, you turn them down. But it's within the club's right to accept those offers. And it's just this whole narrative. And uh, undoubtedly, this, this this his agents are getting greased for it. I mean, apparently, the, the agent's fee for going Villa was three times what the other clubs were aff- offering on top of the inflated yeah. salary he's going to get paid. That's the game. That's just the game. And... <sighs>
0: Yeah but that kind of that, that sorry to interrupt that to, to to be fair that kind of minors a bit my point when i talk about like him trying to put his family out of misery and uh, it's not misery, no, not but misery. Just, oh, you I think know, we or don't make just, the true, uh, same
2: decision. Yeah, I think we don't make this. Not probably. If you had a bit of sporting ambition and whatever, you're mm-hmm. going to get paid either way. You're going to get paid obscene money to kick a ball around. But I, I guess it's, it's another, just
0: it's another aspect. This, this, this sort of 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 agent greed. Uh, that's that's another aspect. That it's another aspect of the unhealthy yeah. side of football uh, of football economy. The, uh,
2: it is, but at the same time, his agent wasn't exactly holding a gun to his head, saying you have to sign for Villa or else. So. Mm. <sighs> it's it's blown out of proportion. Um I think it's it's just a simple the disbelief of a lot of OM fans who some delusional who always believed that he would stay or that he would extend his contract so we got some money. Um, you know, anybody who who, who follows football in a non-biased, non-non-drunken football fan, goggles view, knew that there was a high likelihood he'd walk on a free and that it was probably his plan that he'd decided two years ago when he didn't extend, when Eroon Zubizaeta offered him an extension. It's just the way it was going to go and and people are, are acting like they're surprised. It's like, frankly, I could not care fucking less where he signs. He's left. Um, You know, I hope he does well because it would be good that it gives some credit, credibility to our academy that one of our players performs in the Premier League and, and other clubs look at some of our other players in the years to come. But frankly, he, he's left without a penny. That leaves me a bit of a sour taste. I couldn't care less where he's signed. I just can't, I couldn't care less. Um. Get on with it, we will replace him. Um, and players are entitled to do what they want. Yes, I think the delusion of 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 and I, I say delusion is probably a bit too 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 negative, but a lot of people think that OM is, is a huge club and stuff. It's we, we are in our own minds, but we've got a lot of work to do to to actually be at the level that that many of our fans think we, we still are. Um, the fact is we've been a sleeping joint, probably the, the biggest sleeping giant in Europe for 20 years compared to other clubs that have bounced back, like AC Milan, who just won the scudetto, first time in 10 years. We're we're still waiting for that spring. And until then, our players will leave if they can get bigger money and 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 the prospect of playing in a more competitive league. And it is what it is. Just move on, move on. That's it. Don't carry signed for Villa. Um, hopefully we learn from this mistake as as, as a club. And we we tie our future academy prospects down to longer term contracts. Ouch, uh,
1: Keir. What do you think?
4: <laughs> I, I I very much agree with Mo um, and and yourself in aspects. Um, I just want to pose a question to Julian. Did you, so he was so offended that the club tried to sell him to. So uh, he was so offended that the club tried to sell him to Wolves and Newcastle. For 14 million would you have been offended if that was atletico or chelsea
0: no it, no no it, it, it's it, it's not that, that i would have been offended it's just that i think uh, uh, uh a, a part of the people are being a bit hy- hypocritical when they say that um that uh, uh no it's a disgrace he left for villa for, for for nothing and it would have been okay if he would have left to wool for 15 millions that's that that's just my point. Like. Um, like uh, I, I I I'm and if he would have left for uh, for a bigger fee for us it would have been great I would have liked it but uh, you know it's uh, the, point, the, point. Uh, the the my point is like we try to sell him during the the winter if I'm not mistaken we try to sell yeah. him during the 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 Christmas the the Christmas mercato uh, for a quite miserable sum try to get rid of him uh, with uh, with lots of game to play, and maybe we wouldn't have, have gotten the sixty million we're getting now to the Champions League without him for 15. That's,
4: that's the point I'm making, though. So, you're saying about being offended. He pretended he was offended by being sold to either Wolves or Newcastle for 14 million. The question is, he wouldn't have caused this problem if it was Chelsea or Atletico. He would have just went. It, he, he used this as an excuse. So, let's have a timeline here. Let's be realistic. He was he's been with the club since five year old. I mm. something similar. Yeah. Um this is not a player we've just bought for two million that we've expected to move on. And the, gone are the days now, realistically, of a player staying at a club his entire career. So nobody expected that either. But mm-hmm. let, let's have a, a timeline here. So he was he's always signaling intent that we get a fee for for him. Um he all of a sudden is incredibly offended when we've tried to recoup a fee for him. And then he, he's doubtful whether he will sign a contract. Then in the September of that uh, season, after he didn't go again in the summer, he specifically, I, I don't know if it was Sport or L'Equipe or something like that, he specifically promised that it wouldn't be a Flamini situation. This is from his mouth or his agents or whatever, OK? So mm-hmm. this is this is him saying saying this. He's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and look where we are now.
0: Yeah yeah that's a uh, that's clearly um that you know if 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 that's the case and i i didn't check more more myself but uh, uh, i i um, you know i i i believe you if that's yes. the case that, that that's clearly a, a a minus on his side that's uh, yes. you know i, I yeah yeah it, it, clearly,
4: around, around that time clearly. as well he had dropped off in in terms of attitude on the pitch as well There was some you for a while, complain. yes. For a while, yes yeah, true. I, I complained about it a lot and he went missing mm-hmm. in some big games and there's no there's no doubt about his talent. But basically, we've been held kind of it's to true. a contract gun, if you like, because it, it's the size. Of the, and this is no disrespect to Aston Villa. Aston Villa are a big club in England. There's no doubt about that. But the reality is it was Chelsea. It was uh, Man United. Well, later on, Man United. Atletico, Milan, Milan were the biggest team they were expected to get him initially when the January thing happened the previous year. So he's basically held, like he knows he's going to get somewhere good. It's going to be Champions League. It's a sporting project uh, decision, you know, and it may well be for Villa. He's probably being promised whatever, but the reality is, is that he's been allegedly offered more salary than anywhere else. He yeah. could have had he could have had Champions League at Atletico. He could have had it, at, it I didn't expect him to stay but he could have been at Atletico, he could have been at Milan. Um I mean Man United are no longer attractive in the way they were, but they're a huge club, you know? Mm. Um, and the reality is he's wound up at a club fourteenth in the Premier League with a manager who is I think I believe maybe maybe moved them to places in the league and has spent a lot of money in the January again I, this is not to be critical of villa um but yeah we've, we've got to see the bigger picture here of where he's actually gone and it's not just that as well so this he's been here since 5 years old right there was rumors i, I think it was on a french website or maybe uh, um, an english speaking one i can't remember that he had refused some kind of not ceremony but like a kind of going out thing um i don't know if it was like an interview or i don't know tribute you know like the last game type mm-hmm. of thing and i'm sure i read something that he didn't want that and then his final post for the club he's been at since he was five years of age is basically a, a thank you that's it now we've had um lucas peran who's left to Strasbourg, who was give like a, a glowing tribute of in leaving and then this guy has more or less just said thanks for everything it, it seemed a bit half off
2: yeah that's where yeah. the sort of narrative recently has come in which is uh you know the the after this episode of of um his his clan interpreting that, that Marseille were trying to flog him for pennies and get rid of him last summer um has soured his view and 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 what should have been yeah a nice send off and a good a, a nice goodbye you know what I mean he could have yeah you'd expect him like Papa did you know take the microphone at the end of the game say thank you speak to the fans and 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 you know if you're not ah. saying I'm leaving straight away that night you could just say in the event that I do decide to leave it's been a pleasure thanks for the, everything thanks for supporting to, me to,
0: sorry to, to be fair with the lad also in the moment like the moment being so special with with the whole uh, everything happening and him already knowing he was going away you cannot really blame him also for like you know one, not wanting to steal the show and also he's always been much better on the pitch than uh, than doing interviews you know
1: it's not that though is it though yeah. I think it's,
0: um, he's not been good doing it? interviews huh
1: no, it's not that yeah. though, is it? He's he's he he's embarrassed. He's he, he clearly feels embarrassed tonight. It's that or he's probably feeling shame. He yeah, knows the, that yeah, he knows yeah, that, yeah. The, that's he knows that the decision he's made is not gonna go down well, right? But, um and I think like Kayleigh spot on, like you I think a everyone's picture. making good points. Sorry, Kayleigh, you you want to yeah, we, just, we cut just, you off.
4: Let's take Marcy out of the, the picture, okay? So let's he's either badly advised or there's a serious attitude kind of problem going on because look at the his international um, scenario as well. So he didn't make the squad did he the last time I think the French squad and then all of a sudden, um, he, I think it was around the African Cup of Nations time just after there when Senegal won, all of a sudden he was more or less um, a search to switch international allegiance. That didn't happen and now he's back he's been he's been invited to the french fold like i don't know there's, there's too many things in the terms of questions to his attitude for me to suggest that well is uh,
0: yeah yeah i mean I, I i could go for for badly advised and having uh not the not the healthiest environment of uh, probably not with agents and etc especially with uh with what with what we said about like this 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 getting three times these agents getting three times more money if you sign Anvila Villa and all that and it sounds like that. But attitude, I, you know, I've, attitude is rather is is still rather unfair. I think like if we take the last uh, the last two seasons or even three seasons, he's been one of our more most reliable and uh, most valiant player on on average.
4: Yeah,
0: he's, he's not a, he's... the most. So you know, blame the attitude. I don't know. There is so many, there is so many, there is so many, uh, especially young French players who are you know, who absolutely show no, you know. For me, he did what he had to do on the pitch, and that's why that's what a football player is first and foremost uh, about. You know, so I'm not, I cannot blame his attitude. Maybe yeah, uh, badly advised. Maybe not as bright as as he could be. Not a uh not thinking like uh you know it's also easier you know in, to be in our spots and to commence uh what he has to do when you know football is a ruthless football uh economics is a ruthless world you know it's not a it's not an easy thing to to get your mind about when you're a 20, 20 something young young lad and uh you know i still think it's 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 quite easy to comment from you know from our spots
1: but that's what we do like we're fans allowed yeah, yeah, right. to do that right sure um, enough,
0: but- well, I, was no, no, say, going I was just gonna
1: say just sort of give my view on the situation, oh. if that's all right. Yeah. yeah um awesome. I, the I mean I'm kinda I you all make valid points, right? And I I think everyone knows what like camp I'm in because I've sort of repeatedly said throughout the last sort of eighteen months that I, you know, felt that we should build a team around him. I felt that we should throw whatever we can financially at keeping him. he's essential to the future of the club. I, I really buy into all the kind of Sort of romantic ideas, uh, you know, dreams of players, local players, and doing the Paolo Maldini thing. And yeah, you're right, Kaylee. Doesn't really happen any anymore in modern football. But I really love that stuff, right? Uh, and I, you know, I thought he's. I, I mean, maybe I don't expect him to play his whole career, but like, you know, someone who could stay for like the bulk of the like peak, you know, years would be fantastic, you know. Um. So yeah, I just would. I would. I always wanted the club to do whatever they can to keep him. I actually, I'm pissed off about it, but like I actually kind of blame Zubi and Longoria as well for just not sorting it out ages ago. I think like a lot, there's a lot of time has passed. They probably could have averted this disaster a long time ago if they had offered him probably something closer to what he was looking for. However long ago it was when but, it was but, still, a, I think that yeah, there was a time probably when a deal was possible. Um, and yeah, maybe that has passed, you know, and, and that's clearly for the last six months. I think it looks like it wasn't going to be possible to get a deal. But yeah, I still think that they, they have to take some share of the blame. The club has to. Um, it's not just about the player, but. Am I am I pissed off that he left in a free? Yeah, I'm pissed off because yeah, I mean maybe maybe Ben, you think that players don't owe anything to the clubs. but I think actually in his situation he does, and he know he shouldn't. He knows what the reaction is going to be like, so he does have a responsibility. At least as a a citizen of of his of his hometown, he knows what it's going to be like. Like put it like this, right? If Kieran Trippier had left. Um, Celtic for Arsenal on a free transfer and refused to sign a free contract, he would get fucking ripped apart. Like he would be hated so much in, in Glasgow. Mean,
2: Tierney, not, not GMA,
1: sorry,
2: <laughs> I um, think I think Celtic would be happy to let go of Tripia. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, like it would just it, it he, there was no way he would do that because he would know what the you know him and what Hi, him as a local player um, he, he, from the academy what he means to the club and the local and the fans the, um, it, there's just no way that would happen right like anyone with a brain this says a lot about his character I'm afraid it says a lot about. maybe it is bad advice but I mean there's only so much bad advice you can take you also have to be a bit of a prick to listen to about that bad advice and not see sense so it says a lot about his character that he um, has gone with that Um, so I think that yeah, I'm disappointed in him as well for making those those choices. Even if that is what a lot of players do nowadays, and but in his circumstances, it's different. He's not just he's not fucking Arkadiusz Milik or whoever else in the squad. He's Bubakar Kamara. He's He's our boy, right? He he should know he should know how that's going to go down. Um, so he may want to think about that. You know, when he goes home to Marseille every fucking two weeks or whatever to see his family, like you know, walks down the street, what you know, what people think of him now. I mean, it, people will forget, but you you like, he should know that people will be upset and it sort of tarnishes his legacy to some degree. Um. The whole Villa thing is just like, again, it just illustrates bad character. He hasn't chosen based on, a, you know, a sporting choice. He's picked a club, clearly, that must have offered him more money because there's no way he picked Aston Villa and Steven Gerrard for the sporting project. Bullshit, right? I mean, he's uh, defense. Like, he could have gone with Simeone, who's the kind of coach that could probably turn a player like him and his potential into one of the best in the world, you know, I and I, with a system that probably suits him quite well. Like, there's, so he's gone there for nothing else other than money. So, yeah, again, it does illustrate bad character to me. Um, So it's disappointing. And I think people are shocked. And, yeah, rightfully, maybe some over the top. But, like, I think it's... There's plenty plenty of valid criticism of him as well here. So, yeah, that's that's, that's all, really, I have to say about it. And hopefully we can replace him easily with the little money that we have in the window, because I don't know how much money we're going to get. So that's something to think about. We lose a key player on a free transfer. How are we going to replace him? We don't have €30 million to go out and spend on a defensive midfielder, do we? I don't think we do. So we need to think about that and um, so yeah, there's lots of reasons to be pissed off about losing a key player on a free transfer anyway. But um when when your finances are so so um unstable. So yeah, going forward. We need to move on though. Ben's right, we do. We need to we need to forget about Kamara and we need to we need to build a team for the future. So hopefully we can still be, do it. Yeah.
3: It will be quite easy because as much as, as much as I loved him, everyone's forgotten about Tovan, and he went on a free. <laughs> I was
1: upset about that one as well, wasn't I, last year? Yeah. Although
3: well, that one, fair enough, like it was, you know, you, you know, he didn't go anywhere. He didn't go to Milan. He didn't go to anywhere else. He went to Tigris. Um, he went on a free, and everyone has forgotten him. Um, uh, but he doesn't have that connection to Marseille as Kamara as does. Um, and just to bookend, I know it's been a very long conversation on Kamara. Um. I don't think the club could have offered him any more, to be honest. Um, even if he's on the same wage as, say, Milik or or what Paya used to be on or, or a Struman-esque wage, which is really just north of £100,000 a week, I, I, I don't think so. I think they said that they offered him a very, very high salary over three different formal offers and then being told he would su- he would at least go for you know some sort of financial um obligation or some some sort of fee and he refused each and every time so based on that you're just thinking do you know what if he's if he's, if he's trying to do his big new club a favor fair enough good luck um you know even mbappe got in, got 30 million for for monaco didn't he when he uh, when he moved um so yeah, it's yeah, it's just, I think it's character based. We'll never know, of course. We'll never know, but he must be really sure of himself because as much as I like him, um he's not world class.
1: Ooh. I'm going um, go. No no, he's
3: Ooh. not world class, but that's the He's thing. not world class. He's it's he's not. very, very good. But also you have to remember in the context of his last three or four years, he was Sort of in a grey area, like really good at midfield, but it's not where he sees himself. Really good at centre back, but it's not where he plays normally. You just have to look at the France under twenty one. I don't know if Kaylee mentioned that um, earlier in the call uh, last year. The Euro Championship, he was he wasn't called up at all because at centre back you had you know the guys like Todibo Saliba, huge huge talents and play their week and week out, and then obviously in midfield you have Traore and 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 the others, and you know this he gets crowded out, right?
0: That's a, that's a good point apparently yeah. in the France with 21 he was also on very bad terms with the
3: yeah yeah he could be but like Man, the, the, the rationale wasn't... was that which, was could, be
0: his, which could be his fault he, also, was, right? he
1: was pissed off as well wasn't he when Rudy Garcia was playing him in midfield wasn't he originally was yeah it the other exactly way he, he wasn't he happy about it. I remember
3: he loves to be a centre back yeah. so what what will this be for, what will this mean for Villa because I don't know do they need a centre back are they bringing him for midfield you know, it's like, you, you know, you you have to be really, really sure of yourself. Maybe he's pulling off with Fakir. You know, Fakir, three years on, after leaving Leon is still at Betis. Those moves of, you know, this is going to be a stepping stone to Liga and he's going to move to Barcelona eventually, didn't materialise. It's He's going to have to be really, really sure of himself.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, For I me, think... yeah, he, he is... If, you, if you're faced with two dilemmas, replacing Kamara and replacing Paye, I know which one is much harder. Um,
1: yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> that's the reality. And
1: Financially, like, yeah.
4: To be honest, I'm not sure about him in the Premier League. I was th- When he was linked with Chelsea and stuff like that. But ultimately, he does see himself transitioning to a centre-back. Does he have that attributes to be a centre-back in the Premier League? I think it would have worked out better for him at Atletico if he had that ambition. The Premier League, I can't, I can't really see it, if I'm totally honest.
1: Yeah, I think you're outnumbered Julianne, but to be honest, like, no, no, your, your your opinion might, in, over time, because uh, Mo makes a good point about Tovan, over time, your assessment of it, people might sort of look back, No, but, but you know, the thing okay, is also, the, a the debate like,
0: to like, um, nowadays with the social media and everything, debates have, have a tendency to be extremely polarised. And uh, it's always the same, like, you know, it's so... I, I I really don't believe things are either black or white. They're usually you know gray, and um, and that's also why I wanted to you know to to be a bit like the devil's advocate. It's because you know there is of the I just think that it's a complex uh it's quite a complex issue, and there is lots of different ways to look at it.
1: Yeah, sorry for cutting you off earlier on mid for Apologies. I was in it. my rant, you know. It was just, I was getting going. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think we'll just wrap it up because we've been chatting about Kamara for about an hour, right? So we should we should call it night. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens over the summer anyway with the Maccato. I think we'll we'll that would be something we'll be looking at on the podcast, and um, particularly around um, just uh, thinking about Kamara. I did put a video on the YouTube channel yesterday. Just talking about who we might consider to replace Bubaka Kamara, so I uh, um, pulled out I think five potential options. Um, so yeah, do check that out if you're if you're interested. Um, it'd be good to hear from listeners who they think we should target to to replace Kamara. Um, in terms of the podcast, uh, we'll as I said earlier, we'll probably do something at some point in the next week or two. We'll do a TMV awards or end of season awards episode. So and we'll definitely get that one out as soon as we can that's always fun and uh throughout the summer as well we'll we'll be um releasing some more content as well some more podcasts as always we usually do like coverage of the mercato and the pre-season so there'll still be plenty of uh of content um being released despite the lack of football but yeah um until then uh good night guys and thanks everyone for taking part as well
4: Uh, thanks for listening good night